0: I want to welcome you to Women of Substance podcast. We have a very special guest today, Danae Haas, and she's been a, a acquaintance of mine for years, decades, really. Uh, she and her husband have a Christian retreat on Panama City Beach, Florida, and it's called Laguna Beach Christian Retreat. It's, it's uh, really increased over the years. Um, they can house up to a thousand people now. And uh, it's a wonderful place. I've had my women conference there before and some other things. And so I uh, highly recommend it if you want to bring a group down to the beach, Laguna Beach Christian Retreat. And then also she's recent, recently uh authored a book called Becoming Living Stones, Come Alive to Who You Were Made to Be. And that's one of the main reasons I want to interview her today is to tell uh, all of you about her book and, and I believe you're really going to be blessed, uh, by listening to her wisdom. She is a wife, um, mother of three grown children and a pastor's daughter. So she has a lot of wisdom to share. I know that you'll be interested and fascinated by her, uh, ministry to you today. So listen carefully and order her book. God bless you. Well, I want to welcome you to Women of Substance. Uh today I have a very special guest, a longtime acquaintance, Danae Haas. I'm so glad you're here, Danae, with us.
1: I am excited and so happy to be here. Thank
0: you. Yes. Um I uh met Danae, I think you were pretty young when I met you when I first met you. I don't know when that would have been, maybe in the early eighties or late seventies. Early eighties. Uh, I totally agree.
1: I'm I have a memory of the church on Back Beach in the little tiny building. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was
0: early eighties. Yeah. And um uh Danae's parents were pastoring in Panama City. Of course, y'all y'all both y'all you and your husband live in Panama City beach e- even do. now which is wonderful. Yes. Um, but Danae's uh, mother and father were uh, pastors there in Panama city at the Christian center. And uh, they meant so much to us. Of course, my, my parents were friends with them in the seventies and then uh, all through, you know, the years. And uh, we just appreciated <laughs> that them reaching out to us um, you know Denae, sometimes uh pastors in the same city can be so jealous and so uh, whatever, and your parents were uh so hospitable they asked mm-hmm. us to come preach at their church. they said if we can do anything to help you, and you know we were young we were twenty <laughs> twenty one years old, <laughs> pastoring wow. and uh they just meant the world to us, and I have to say that about uh is you know both of them just wonderful uh Christians and ministers. And um years ago, when I was single again, found myself single again, I was going on a mission trip to Buenos Aires, Argentina, and I put it in my newsletter, just mentioned it very small, uh you know, a couple of sentences about it. Well, your dad sent finances to help sponsor that trip for me. And it, it just touched my heart. So, you know, Um, he was such a great man. He's gone on to be with the Lord now and, and I enjoyed so much reading on your website, uh, the tribute that you wrote to him and about him. And I encourage people to go on your website and we'll get that on the screen to read that. Uh, so there's so many things to say about your folks and your mom is just a ball of energy. I love her so much she yes. just goes and does and still ministering and just doing tremendous things. So um yeah. I I appreciate them so much and I I wanted to say that before we got started. Um so you grew up that. a pastor's child and we were we were talking about that before the podcast for a minute. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about being a pastor's kid?
2: <laughs> oh, I sure can.
1: You know, it was Wonderful, and it was difficult, you know the the most wonderful and the most difficult parts of of my growing up, because, like you said, um my parents had a world view, you know, a big vision of the church mm-hmm. of kingdom, and um we lived in little Panama City, and that was my growing up. Experience was at Christian Center Ministries, you know, that you mentioned and, um, it was like a family there, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and my dad was such a a great shepherd and just, um, loved people so well. The mom was always beside him, encouraging and speaking life and doing so many things. And, and it was, it was beautiful to be a part of and, at the same time, you know, we're all just people and uh-huh. have need and areas of brokenness. And um I think I felt a lot of pressure just to do things right or like we talked about earlier, you know, just to know the right answers. What does a good Christian look like? What is a good Christian supposed to do? And um that pressure along with just some disappointments and
2: mm-hmm.
1: um hurts that we walked through as a family really caused me to be offended i guess you know i, I yeah. there was offense there was hurt there was brokenness and it really caused me to distrust god um yeah. i just projected what i saw in the church and my family onto God in a way. And some of it was good and right. And some of it was not right. You know, some of it just came from humanness and brokenness. Yeah. And, um, so it took a long time to walk that out. And, 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 um, you know, I, I eventually really decided that being a good Christian was impossible, you know, and I, I couldn't do it, and I just honestly kind of gave up on it and went my own way for a time and um the Lord used that to to show me how broken I really am,
2: you know mm-hmm. and um oh sorry <laughs> um, yeah just just back to
1: being a, a pastor's Kid, um, for me, I knew I knew Jesus when I was little. You know, I believed in Him. I remember playing and feeling God with me. You know, my parents gave me that foundation. Yeah. But as I grew and you know really chose my own way, chose to agree with offense and the lies of the enemy, and um, I I I kind of lost my way. And I didn't know how to know God, even though I had grown up in the church. It was like I had just missed the truth that I need, I needed a savior, you know, and I need to learn how to know him and walk with him. So it really wasn't until, you know, I was an adult and my dad got sick with cancer when I woke up and realized I, I, I'm desperate to know God. <laughs> I'm desperate yeah. to go to heaven where my dad, you know, and that desperation yeah. led me back to him.
0: Wow. So interesting. You know, I think we have to allow room for our children to discover the Lord on their own. Um and I, they all, we all need an experience a personal, you know, we call it a personal relationship. Well, it is, you know, it's very personal. And, um, I know with my children and I, I, I even I think with my mother, uh, in my, in our relationship, I think sometimes we, we, we try to force it. <laughs> you know, we try to force God or, or our, our relationship with God on them. And, um, it's, it, it makes it, uh, I, I think sometimes it drives them away, just to be real honest. I think it drove me away for a long time uh with my mother trying to I totally trying to make a, <laughs> have a relationship.
1: I totally agree. Myself. That that was a cycle for me as well, you know, and mm-hmm. um what I'm discovering with my own children is that I'm learning to trust God. That it's yes. it's really you know I have a part to play to yeah. love unconditionally and what does that really look like
2: and to right. pray
1: and believe seek life but really you know as a parent we have to come to a place of of trusting God and it's almost a continual process of I, I trust you. Yes I trust you I trust you again today. And and just praying for him to do that beautiful work. And it's, it's hard Mm -hmm. to wait, you know, Mm -hmm. we want it and we, it comes out of love, you know, Mm -hmm. it can also come out of fear, I think, you know, and anytime we're acting in a place where fear is driving something, it's not good and we can cause harm Mm -hmm. in that way. But when it's, when it's love and it's trust, it's his perfect love cast those kind of fears out and yeah. helps us trust him and wait for them to come and discover on
0: their own right. how good God is. You know? Isn't that the truth? And you have three children, you and your husband, yes. and they're grown
1: I guess they're all grown. Thing. Our youngest, our baby just graduated from Troy University in May. So oh. we are empty nesters. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we're enjoying it. We love I our baby know. so much, but you know, it's fun to discover a new part of life too.
0: Isn't that the truth? A new lease on life, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you and your husband um, have the Laguna Beach Christian retreat, and it is just beautiful. Um, tell, tell a little bit about that, your retreat.
1: Sure. I'm just, I'm sitting in the coffee shop right now. We have a neat little coffee shop that my husband, John, envisioned a couple years ago, and it's fun. And um, But this is a Christian camp on the west end of Panama City Beach, and we have lots of youth groups, different denominations, all kinds of groups, women and men and families come and stay with us here. And, um, John's family bought the retreat in the eighties when they moved here from Michigan and carried on the vision and, and even grew the vision, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and grew the property to be able to hold more people. And basically, um, it, we serve by hosting the different groups and they come in and put on their own agenda, their own service and plans and programs. And we just serve them by providing the facility and do whatever we can to help them. So yeah. how,
0: many it, how many will it hold now? I know it's really increased. Since yeah,
1: we hold over a thousand at, at this main mm-hmm. campus. So it's. And a a variety of lodging options. There are dorm style rooms for youth groups. And then we have houses, a couple that are right on the beach. Mm -hmm. So a wide
0: variety of um, options. And some really neat meeting rooms um, where, you know, they can gather together and have church services or help, whatever youth services. It's really nice. We've stayed there. I had, a ladies group that stayed there one time and then um, the harvest time girls came and stayed and uh, y'all were so wonderful to host and help us with those things for, for my Gulf Coast convention. So um, yeah. I highly recommend your retreat. It's so nice. And it's just the beach, you know, I love Panama City beach. So <laughs> it's, it's my favorite. It's just beautiful. Isn't it? It's so, it
1: is. And we're on the West end, which is nice. It's a little bit quiet, more quiet on this end and just provides a great
0: atmosphere
1: for enjoying the Lord and one another in the body, you know, in yes. his creation. So.
0: Exactly. It's perfect setting. So uh you have just written a book and I saw it and I was so thrilled. I just believe that there's a lot of people that need to write books. A lot of Christian women, in fact, mm-hmm. and uh, I've encouraged, you know, some of my friends, you know, write, write what you're preaching down. It's so good and, and it needs yeah. to be written. And I think that it, sometimes it's a daunting task to do that. Um, it can seem overwhelming. I know it was when I wrote my book, God Loves Women. It took me a long time to to do it. And finally, you know, I just started. That's, you know, you just start. Um but you know i had a friend that went on to be with the lord this summer and she finally had started her book but she didn't finish it and she mm-hmm. had talked about it for years and wow. uh, so i you know i just encourage you if you're listening today and you have a book on your heart to write um just get started and they tell us how you started yours how it came to pass
1: yeah i love what you're saying and wholeheartedly agree you know when when the lord puts a dream in our heart, he will enable us to complete that work. And, but it is work, you know, and he's going to allow my experiences. He allows challenges to test us, you know, do you believe that I've given you this? This work to do, you know, and it's pushing through. Yes, I believe this is hard. Nobody's listening. Nobody else believes, but I believe I'm going <laughs> to keep working. So yes, ladies, I, I too say keep going, you know, do it. Yeah. But we were in, um, we were at a meeting with Miss Karen Wheaton at the ramp about four years ago, and we were in this beautiful extended time of worship. And there was no hurry. You know, we just were there to be with the Lord. And in that time, the Lord showed me this vision or a picture, you know, in my mind of a broken down wall. And it was a wall like you would see in Israel. And it had surrounded a city, but it had been completely broken and pieces were laying scattered on the ground. and. I didn't know what it meant at the time. And then he went on to give me these four gifts and I wrote it down and prayed and asked and waited. And that vision of the broken down wall led me to the book of Nehemiah, where the people who had returned to the Lord, God's people, Mm -hmm. uh, they were living In the city that he planned for them to live in, but they didn't have that surrounding wall of protection. So although they had returned to the Lord, the enemy could come in and out, take what they wanted. And Mm -hmm. the the people lived in fear because at any time they could be plundered. You know, they couldn't set up the temple and worship and honor God because the enemy could come and go. And Mm -hmm. so the people lived with fear and shame. And what the Lord, I just was studying Nehemiah and a book about Nehemiah and I had just immersed myself in that. And a few months later, I was getting ready one morning and the Lord showed me another picture of a drawstring pouch being cinched together. And I just felt him say in my heart, things are coming together and it's going to be a book. And I just decided to believe him, you know, I mean, I went, remember going downstairs and telling my husband, John, I think the Lord wants me to write a book. And, um, and it's those little big things that we act on in faith, I believe that help bring the dreams to pass that the Lord has given us. Yes. So, you know, kind of filled with Nehemiah, I just began to, to write and pen what the Lord was speaking to me. And he was showing me that I too had returned to him. Um, but I lacked the wall of protection. You know, I was not living securely and he wanted me to know, and he wants all of us to know that he is that wall of protection. Yeah. Um, and we can truly know security. I mean, security. Yes. Uh-huh. By knowing him and it doesn't matter what, you know, the wind is going to blow. The rain right. is going to come. We're going to feel it. Right. Um, but we can know security by knowing God as, as that foundation. And it's just a, um, it, becoming living stones, the book that came out of that vision. Um, it's basically a pathway. You know, it's a pathway that tells my story of brokenness and the way that the Lord helped me to come to know him. You know, like we talked earlier, I was I grew up in the church, but I grew to distrust God, especially the Holy Spirit. And so I kept him at arm's length. And when I grew hungry enough to say, all of you come in, you know, um, my life drastically changed. And so I have a lot to say about the Holy Spirit and how to yeah. know God, how to read his word and hear him speaking every day. He's talking all the time, you know, and and I want us all to know how to hear him and to know that's him true. so closely, you know, so that that's what becoming Living Stones is about. It's really just an open door saying, come walk with me. You know, this is the, this is the way to life. This is the way to security, freedom from fear and to really coming alive to who God made you to be.
0: Right. That's so good. Oh my, that's just amazing. Um, You know, there, there are times where I see people who know about God, but really getting to know him and knowing him personally and, oh. um, uh knowing, like you were saying, and I think it's so important right now in what we're living in, you know, things that we never thought or could even imagine that's happened in our world, um, that he is our protection. You know, he is our wall of defense. And... um, I attribute, you know, a lot of that to his righteousness, making us his righteousness, the righteousness of God. It's just such a tower, isn't it? It's, I think the Bible says he's a high tower. We run into him and we're safe. <laughs> yeah. 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 And when there's no really sense of safety in the world now, um, not that there's ever been, but you know, now I think we feel it and, and hear it a lot more. Um, i I. I think our peace comes from knowing, don't you think? Knowing that he is our protection. Yes.
1: And learning to abide in him. You know, yes. Jesus told us, abide in me and I'll abide in you. But it's in him we live and yes. move and have our being. our being. And and we need to know how to abide in him. And He he tells us, you know, yes. we can truly walk with him. You know I, I I have this strong belief that the enemy wants us to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. He wants to confuse who the the part of God called the Holy Spirit, who He truly is, so that we don't let him come close. Mm-hmm. but to live this life, this Christian life, this life of following Jesus, we have to have the Holy Spirit. It is Jesus's gift of himself to us here on the earth. And um, we need it. We need him now more than ever.
0: You know, I believe that. And, and when Jesus was talking about, um, the Holy Spirit, he was do, referencing comfort in that, you know, I won't leave you comfortless. Yes. And, um, you know, it's very, the Holy Spirit, the word of God, and like you were talking about, talking to him every day really is comforting, isn't it? It is yes. very comforting to my soul. I, I don't really have a devotion time because I want to have a star on my chart or, or even, you know, tell everybody I have devotion with the Lord every day. It's more that. I have to have it. You know, I, I have to have that time with God to settle me down and to settle my soul and, um, strengthen my heart for the day. If I miss that time with Him, it's just, I long for it all day long. You know, I think, oh, I should have gotten up earlier today, uh, yeah. slept in because I need Him and, and the, and the Holy Spirit to, to really uh, give that rest. He said, you know, Jesus said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. He could have said anything. I'll give you anything. Cause he has everything he said, I will give you rest. Um, and, and something you said, uh, I've been watching some of the, the, uh, things on the website and all, and you said something that really, um, resonated with me is that, um, uh, God in, in revealing himself to you and writing this book, it, it really, um, uh, helped you with get rid of insecurity or so, something to that effect. It really helped your, uh, security in Christ and in God, uh, to know more about his, his confidence in you. Is that, is that correct? Did I hear that right? Yes.
1: Yes. I think. Just what you're saying, you know, the more time that we spend with him and the more we respond in obedience and faith, whatever that looks like, you know, writing or um, reaching out to a friend or whatever it is. I think it does just that time with him does reassure us. Like you're saying, it does bring confidence to where we don't need it so much from other people. Um, right. we don't we find it within you know yeah. we find who we are truly uh by by abiding with jesus and and the holy spirit and i I'm finding that he helps us become who the father and Jesus originally intended us to be, you know, those specific designs that Psalm 139 talks about. Yeah. Um, Being fearful and insecure does not give God glory. No. It's, it's like living in shame, you know, like Mm -hmm. the people without the wall. And what gives him glory is to live securely and confidently in him. And we can do that when we, when we know him and we realize he loves you and me just for you and me before we ever did anything. Right. He wanted us.
2: Yes.
1: He chose yes. us. He designed us.
2: Mm-hmm. and
1: He does have great plans for us, but even before that, it's, we find such confidence in knowing that he truly loves us. He's yes. that perfect parent. Right. That means how to love just the way we need to be loved.
0: Yes. And we don't have to earn it or try to, you know, do enough to get his approval. <laughs> you know, <laughs> We can wear ourselves out trying to do that. Yes. And, it, and it's probably God saying, come on. I didn't ask you. <laughs> I'll just love you because I love you. Yes. And, but it it really does bring a sense of uh, confidence. And I think, uh, you know, a while ago when you were talking, uh, you said that, um, it fills us up and we don't have to reach to people to fill us up or, or to things, you know, um, so many people, you know, I, I found myself there at times with all kinds of cravings or, you know, food or, you know, whatever it might be to try it, shopping, you know, yes. some people have problems with all kinds of stuff, you know, drugs and alcohol and, uh, all kinds of addictions and um uh, but with the Holy Spirit, when He fills you, we just you know we don't have i think it takes away a lot of that craving of the world to try to satisfy us, don't you think totally agree, I totally agree,
1: and if I can share as I was praying this morning about our time together, um, first Peter two, where the title of becoming Living Stones really came from. It was coming to mind and, and, and this is what first Peter two, two says, if I can read it no. in the passion no. translation, okay. it's exactly what you're saying in the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's mm-hmm. word for this milk will cause you to grow in maturity fully nourished and strong for life, especially now that you have had a taste of the goodness of the Lord Jehovah Mm. and have experienced his kindness. And that really is our prayer. I think for the women listening today is that you've tasted the goodness of the Lord and, and that you would just continue whatever stage of life you're at, whatever age, whatever you've done or not done, that, that you're on the journey and that today you intensely crave what the Lord has to give, you know, through his Holy Spirit, through his word and who he is. Right. Um, that's our
0: prayer. Yes. Amen. It's, it's good to pray scripture and, mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine said one time, you should start every prayer with, Father, you said. <laughs> and, and, yeah. you know, that's a beautiful prayer right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. And when they, when they see that you're full of God, and, um, another thing I was thinking is really when you're full and you keep full of the Holy Spirit, um, you're more, uh, Able to give of yourself and instead of really be a drain on people, you know, cause sometimes yes. women, I mean, I can talk about women cause I am one, uh, we can be a real drain, you know, griping <laughs> you know, or complaining or, I uh, don't nagging, you know, Proverbs talks about that. But, um, if we stay full of the Holy Spirit, we really have a lot to give and we're not, yeah. uh, you know, uh, again, trying to fill up with, Everything that's not going to ever satisfy. Yes. Humming uh, Living Stones. What a wonderful name. And, um, and, you know, we'll, I know we'll put it on the screen, but this is a beautiful cover. And, uh, tell us about that, Danae. Well, I had seen
1: the, um, the cover of Hindspeed on High Places that had been reimagined by an artist named Jill Dayhan. And I bought the book just for the cover. I thought it was so pretty. And I did read Heinz Feet on High Places again. And it's so encouraging. But I really bought the book just for the artwork. And that was a few years ago. And then year before last, my daughter Joy gave me a calendar. And she didn't even know that I liked Jill's work. But it was by Jill. And to me, it was just a confirmation of, this little idea of maybe she would be willing to do the cover for the book, you know, that I'm working on and I reached out to her and she so graciously said that she, she would be happy to do it and she was in budget and she was able to bring to life the, the things that I had envisioned for the, the cover of the book to really convey, um, the heart behind it. So um, it was just like another, Sweet gift from the
0: Lord. Yes, it's lovely. It really is. And I just found a bookmark here too. (laughs) That's beautiful. With a scripture on the back. It's great to have bookmarks, you know, instead of dear art dear what dog tail what do they call it? Dog ear (laughs) in your book. Well that's nice. That's really nice. Thank you for that. Um, well, and and then we'll have your website up because they can get this book on your website, and then also Barnes and Nobles. Yes, that correct?
1: that's correct, and Amazon.
0: Amazon, okay, good. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we encourage everyone to. Uh, it's it's good to read. You know, the Bible tells us to give atten- attendance to reading, and we need mm-hmm. to be. You know, turn off the TV and read, right? It's good for your brain and, and these kind of books are good for your spirit and uh, your soul. And I know that you'll be blessed by that. I want to, uh, again, uh, tell people to go to the website. It'll be up on the, the screen and, um, read a blog. You do a blog too.
1: Yes. It's my hope to encourage the body, you know, yeah. the body of Christ. And that's, that's something that we need to do for one another is just encourage and build one another up. So that's that's one of the ways that I like to do to
0: do good. That. Yeah, very good. Well, good. Well, we appreciate it so much. Thank you for sharing all the this wisdom today. And thank you for writing the book for the body of Christ to read and um, give your mom my love. <laughs> I sure will.
1: Thank you. It's beautiful yeah. to see you
0: again. God bless you, Danae. Thank you. Well, we're glad that you are tuned in today, and uh, I think that uh you can glean so many wonderful truths from the book, again, Becoming Living Stones. Highly recommend it, and if you're in Panama City Beach or you want to go there and you have a youth group or a women's group, remember Laguna Beach Retreat. It's a beautiful place, and uh it's just lovely. The, the water is clear and beautiful in panama city the beach is is just white you'll love the sand it's so pretty so it's a great place to go and um uh meet around the you know around the word of god in prayer and and uh, then enjoy the beach but god bless you we'll look forward to seeing you next time on women of substance well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for a prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.